Welcome to Life Uplifted, a podcast for joy-seeking humans who want to feel more energized and empowered in their lives. In this space, you will receive insights, knowledge, and inspiration to guide you to becoming your healthiest and most uplifted self in body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Lauren Venosta. I'm also a mother, entrepreneur, clinical nutritionist, chef, writer, and I believe in uplifting others. It's time to reclaim your energy and well-being because you're not here to feel depleted. You're here to live a life uplifted. In honor of Mother's Day this weekend, I wanted to do a topic specifically catered to moms and the amazing people that they are and the wonderful job that they do. So I'm bringing on Allison Hempsey of The Honest Peach. She's a mom, a former therapist, and now she's a mama wellness coach. And after experiencing the challenges that the postpartum period brought for her, she knew something had to be done to help the moms. So using her education and experience working in mental health, she created her Embrace Model, a holistic framework to help mamas thrive in motherhood. So today's topic, we're talking about identity and emotional health in motherhood, and I'm so excited to bring her on the show to chat with you guys. Let's get started. Hey, Allison. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Yeah. And this topic specifically is great because Mother's Day is this weekend. And so it's a perfect time to talk about the identity and motherhood and how the emotional health of moms shapes not only the mother's life, but also the lives of our children and how they take care of themselves. So super excited. You're the perfect person for this. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's pretty much the platform I run on. So yes, this is very apropos. Perfect. And before we jump into all the goods, for my listeners who aren't familiar with you specifically, can you tell us more about what you do and how you help moms? Yeah. So um, I'm Allison Hempsey, and I am over at The Honest Peach. Um, I am a therapist-turned-mama wellness coach. Um, So I work one-on-one with mamas, um, usually in the first like year after baby is born, I found, um, but really in any stage of motherhood. Um, and I just help them, like you mentioned, reconnect to their identity, work through any, you know, a lot of times they're struggling with postpartum anxiety or some lingering postpartum depression. Um, and I was really just inspired to do this work because of the experience that I had. Um, I got postpartum anxiety and just how little support we get as moms in that, um, especially the first six weeks, but then even really the first year and beyond. Um, so yeah, I created my Instagram account and um, I just post you know, tips, inspiration, mental health hacks there. And then I work uh, one-on-one with mamas in my program. And I love what you said about, I mean, the first year is what you focus on because that is, especially when it's your first child, it it shakes up your whole world and especially your identity because it's not about you at all anymore, you know? And it's like, we're told to prepare for baby, do all these things for baby, but no one like tells you like, you're going to meet a whole new person and it's actually like a new version of you. And so let's jump into that specifically about how it's easy to have motherhood consume your whole identity because it's a 24 seven job. 
and you don't get to just clock out and go home, you know? So like, what's your biggest piece of advice or how do you teach moms to not lose themselves as a person once they have a child? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, there's this whole, um, movement now. Um, Dr. Sachs is a reproductive psychiatrist and she talks a lot about the term matrescence, um, which sounds like adolescence on purpose because this transition into motherhood changes us on a cellular level, you know, hormonally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, in this transition, it's really easy to lose yourself in your baby and or your children. Um, and I think there's a lot of different factors. One of them being it's really encouraged by society, right? So, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, she's such a good mom. She give up everything for her kids. Um, you know, I just live my life for my kids, which obviously we all love our children. There's no love like the one you have for your kids. But I think um, as a culture, we have really pushed moms into putting their needs aside for 18 years um, as opposed to, you know, just really those first couple months when we kind of have no choice but to push it aside. Right. Um, So, I mean, I have lots of tips, but I feel like one would be soul time. I don't know if you've heard me post about that on my Instagram. Mm -hmm, I have. Um, and it's really just a time, even if it's 30 minutes once a week for mom to set aside all distractions, set aside social media, cell phones, you know, have your partner watch the kid or even do it during nap time. Um, but it's not just, you know, going to the grocery store alone, right? Like, I think a lot of moms are like, yay, like (laughs) self-care, like that doesn't count. Um, So soul time is, you know, if you have a faith, um, reading devotionals or prayer, um, my soul time is meditating or doing yoga. It's really time that you set aside to connect with yourself, right? Like who am I? Great. A journaling is a really great technique for when you, um, are becoming a mother, right? Cause it really is this process. Um, and that has been so useful for my clients for sure. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about that because I mean, soul time, I love that idea, but at what point, because I, I mean, I experience this, every mom I've talked to experiences guilt around making time for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like even if they have 30 minutes, they're like, oh, I should be cleaning this or doing that. Or Mm -hmm. like something that doesn't involve just them taking time for themselves because it is, I totally agree. It's, in society, it's like we're told to sacrifice ourselves for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I personally have done everything so far to try and avoid that while still <laughs> also caring for my child because, you know, it, I don't want to sacrifice myself. I want to give the best to my daughter. And I think that's showing her that we take care of ourselves too, you know? Totally. So how do how do moms or how do you teach moms to release the guilt around that? So a lot of the time practice, right? So we feel, oh, I'm going to feel guilty if I do that. So then we don't do the thing, right? So let's say you're putting off soul time, putting off soul time. You don't get the benefits of soul time, right? Mm -hmm. So then 
if we actually give ourselves permission and our partner gives us permission and or encourages us to do it, we feel the benefits and we go, oh, when I have soul time, I'm a more patient mom. Or when I have soul time, I actually do want to play this card game with my kid for the 75th time. Like yeah. it's not, you know, we're, we're better moms when our cup is filled. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the guilt and I always tell moms, stop shooting all over yourselves. I should be doing that. Like who, who says mm-hmm. we need to replace should with want or need. Right. right? So yes, there are tasks that need to get done in your home a hundred percent, but you know, removing should from your, your self dialogue is really powerful in making sure you're prioritizing, you know, things that need to be done, but also things that you want to do, um, to fill your cup. Yeah. So talking about partners, when we, what if someone doesn't have a supportive partner who is willing to help for the mother to have soul time or doesn't have a partner at all and is single parenting, how do you navigate that in number one, having boundaries with your partner and like, okay, let's share the load here or two, even like I said, being a single parent, like what are your tips around those? I mean, I have a whole new respect for single moms and single parents since having for a baby. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my husband's in the military, so we were used to not having a village, right? Like when I had my baby, we didn't know anyone for thousands of miles. <laughs> wow. So it wasn't just the two of us, but even having him here to cook and clean and do all those things that I just could not, um, was invaluable. So I tip my cap to all the single parents out there. Um, but you know, in answer to your question, it, it really just depends on the situation. Like there's so many factors mm-hmm. that go into it. You, you know, if you're, if your partner isn't supportive, that's sort of a bigger issue, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, why isn't my part? That's something that I would ask the client. Why do you think he or she isn't supportive? Well, you know, turns out there was um, an infidelity years ago and there's still not trust that's been built. Or maybe dad is feeling resentful because he's feeling like he's working all the time and he's exhausted when he gets home. You know, a lot of the times it's a lack in communication, Mm-hmm. where both parents are coming from a good place, but they're not communicating about their needs. So resentment is building. Yeah. And I also learned like you have to ask for what you need as well. And mm-hmm. you can't expect someone to know what you need all the time. But also mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you teach this to your moms that you work with, but like you have to take responsibility for yourself and the time you do have, you know, laying on the couch and scrolling Instagram during a baby's nap when you could be like doing something that's more fulfilling to your soul. Like you said, with soul time, I would love to jump in. I know you talk about your embrace model all the time on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Can you give us a few tidbits of that and how that works to really help mothers not lose their identity and take care of themselves so they can show up as the best mom possible? Yeah. So as a therapist, um, we use the biopsychosocial spiritual framework, um, or at least a lot of therapists do. And, you know, really what that is, is it's looking at all of these things that are part of my embrace model. So, 
Um, M is mind, B body, R resources, A add structure, and then C connection community. The little E's on the end are just for fun, as I like to say. Basically, mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't find a cute acronym without any <laughs> vowels. Um, so I created this framework based on that, plus my own experience as a mom, because you know the biopsychosocial spiritual framework works for humans in general, but moms have really unique needs. Um, for example, resources. You know, I realized that. A lot of moms need pelvic floor uh, PT. A lot of moms need lactation consultants. A lot of moms need, you know, help with baby sleep, tips for helping with baby sleep. Or, you know, you can't just mom these days without any help. And there's so much help out there. Um, The problem is sometimes, like a lot of my moms that have postpartum anxiety, they just get caught in these Google holes, as I like to call them. Um, and it's sort of too much information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's unique things like that, like adding structures is part of my framework. Um, I look at a mom's schedule and exactly like you said, like, okay, mom. So during this nap, you're kind of finding that you're not really doing much, right? Like it's one of those times where like, sometimes you just sit and like stare at a wall when your baby's sleeping. You're like, I don't even know what to do right now. Um, so getting on a schedule, helps to reduce anxiety about thinking about what to do because you have things lined up. And then the bulk of my program is mind, right? So focusing on mental health, we talk a lot about mom's childhood, how she was raised. Is that how she wants to raise her kid? Um, In-laws a lot of the times come up and Mm -hmm. holding boundaries around grandparents. Um, so it's just really a a holistic framework that, um, informs my program, but every one is tailored to each mom's specific needs. Yeah. And I I love that you brought up, like, how were you parented as a child? Because I think it's so easy for generations to pass down things and you think you have to do what your mom did or your grandma did, or, you know, what your family did. And I think there's a whole movement now of breaking generational, generational patterns that don't really serve, you know, the current generation and starting to step into your own power of like, okay, what's actually best for me and my kid versus what has my family always done? You know? So does that come up like a lot as blocks for moms? Like I would love to dive into this because I think it's so fascinating how generational patterns are passed down. Yeah. I mean, every single client we touch on this. Um, and it's, it's interesting and kind of sad because a lot of the clients that I work with have been through sometimes years of therapy and this is never touched on. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all just kind of like, like children walking around in adult bodies, right? If we don't do the work and we don't do the inner healing, then you're all, it's just our inner child that's asking for what he or she didn't get. So, you know, there is some aspect to processing, things from your childhood, like any trauma, abuse, neglect, um, things of that nature. But then it's also, you know, parents could have truly done their best and not, you know, maliciously tried to abuse or anything of that nature. But sometimes we pick up patterns in childhood that protected us then, but are no longer serving us um, Mm -hmm. and are actually harming us now in in our relationships. So you know, we do a deep dive into how were you parented? 
what were the, the norms that your family adhered to. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times moms are so worried about becoming like their mother and they don't want to, that they sort of go the opposite direction and almost overcorrect, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, totally. Right. It's when we try to overcompensate for things um, is where things get murky. We have like helicopter parenting or, you know, mom's kind of like smothering because she really wants to show how much she cares and loves about you, but it's like a little too much. And, um, you know, the child can't have their own identity. So it's totally something that comes up with every client and is invaluable work. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important what you said there about our inner child and how we are just children essentially walking mm-hmm. around in adult bodies if we didn't heal from our past. Mm-hmm. And I I totally agree. I think most parents are doing their best for what they think. And yep. most parents have unresolved traumas of their own that you mm-hmm. know they're operating <laughs> from. And that's sometimes the things that get passed down, you know, and I totally see in different people in my life and just all sorts of different ways how that happens and it's really it's really like an amazing thing that therapy is so widely available now because I truly believe everyone even if they think they don't need it should see a therapist because (laughs) you know as you as you live like you you encounter things and you have no idea how it's getting into your subconscious but going back to early motherhood since it is Mother's Day this weekend, I mean, it's a whole holiday celebrating being a mom, right? How do we yeah. how do we find our identities outside of just being a mom? Like, do you, I would love to hear like what you recommend for your clients, like in terms of, gosh, I don't even know how to question this, but like, do you recommend like <laughs> taking time away from your child, like going on weekend trips and like, having a whole thing that's just for you, like without your children, like, because over time, if your kid sees that you're not having your own life, like, doesn't that kind of trickle down to them? Like, oh, like I'm not worth having my own, Totally. you know? So it's kind of a long-winded question. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, It's interesting because sometimes I don't even need to talk outright with a client about like, okay, what are you going to do so that you have a life that's separate from your kids? Sometimes we, once we work through all of the blocks that are preventing them from seeing the reality, which is if I take care of myself, I'm a better mother, I'm a better daughter, I'm a better wife, I'm a better, you know, all of these things, it just sort of naturally reveals itself, right? So if mom and I have been working on reducing guilt and anxiety around leaving baby, um, that can look like starting small. Like if mom's having a really hard time, maybe I'll start her going to the grocery store for 20 minutes and leaving her with dad, right? That's a little confidence boost. That's proving to her anxiety. Oh, I can go to the grocery store. I will survive. (laughs) And so will my baby. Um, and then we work up to bigger things like going out for the night with some girls. Um, and like I said, the reward is in the activity itself. You know, you you wake up the next day and you go, oh my God, I feel so recharged and rejuvenated because I was able to just be me outside of mom. And moms, you know, I think our generation of mothers and the mothers before them, a lot of them 
gave up everything for their kids, right? That was the thing, that was the thing to do. That's what made you a good mom. But then you grow up and a lot of them are resentful, right? They're like, mm-hmm. wow, I don't even know who I am anymore. I just was, I was just a mom. Like that was my only identity for so long. And maybe, you know, dad didn't help and everything fell on her. And it's, it's really something that once you start prioritizing, the reward is the event itself. Um, And for some moms, it's work, you know, for some moms, it's a hobby, like learning guitar or painting, or, you know, I always stress that you can be a stay at home mom and totally have an identity separate from mom, like a hundred percent. Um, you don't need to get paid for it. You know, you don't even need to do anything to have a separate identity. Like maybe your identity is just going out and hanging out with your girlfriends. Like that's awesome. Um, so, you know, it's really about removing judgment, removing stigmas. And I, I tell moms, I say, if you grew up in a society where there was zero pressure on moms, yeah, right. Right. But let's just pretend zero pressure on moms to do whatever. You can do whatever you want. You can breastfeed, you cannot breastfeed. You can formula feed, you can work, you cannot work, whatever. And I say, what would your life look like? And they can normally paint a pretty accurate picture of Mm -hmm. what they would want their life to look like. And then we say, okay, so what are the blocks that are keeping you from living this life? And that's a really good question maybe for your listeners to ask themselves too, if they're stuck. Yeah. And I know you specifically work with moms in like the first year, but I love what you said about how like when you get older, you become resentful. And I think it's hard because when you do have your identity wrapped in your kid, when they grow up and become an adult and start living their own life, then you're like, wait, like, you know, like then you're almost like lost because your whole identity was in being a mom in your kids. And then when they're doing their own thing, it's like your identity is not there anymore. And I think that leaves a lot of mothers kind of like relying on their kids for happiness or purpose. And then, you know, when their kids are living their own lives, they don't have anything left because they didn't have that identity outside of their kids. So I think your work is amazing that you're doing it within that first year, because that's really what sets the stage for the rest of motherhood. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I want to wrap up this interview with some rapid fire questions. Oh gosh. Yes. Okay. First one is what's your favorite go-to snack? Ooh, uh, banana and peanut butter. When you have an hour to yourself, what are you doing? Ooh, girl, soul time, yoga, (laughs) journaling, meditating. Perfect. You're the perfect example. I love it. (laughs) And what's your takeout meal of choice? Italian food. I love that answer. And then also last one, who is the most influential person in your life and why? Oh man. Is it lame if I say my husband? Not lame at all. I mean, he's your life partner. (laughs) Uh, Truly it's him. Um, He is the reason that I started this business. He believes in me before I do. So definitely him. That's amazing. So important when raising a child to have that. All right. So let's wrap up with uh, you just reminding my listeners where they can find you, how they can work with you, all the good stuff. Yeah. So you can find me over at The Honest Peach, my Instagram. Um, My website is also thehonestpeach.com. 
Um, there is a link in my bio that takes you straight to the application to work with me. Um, I have a 12 week program right now, uh, where I work one-on-one with moms and we go through the embrace framework, um, that we chatted about earlier and yeah, I would love to work with you mamas to help you maintain your identity, rebuild a new one, mom and whoever else you want to be. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I know this is going to be very valuable for moms of all ages, essentially, because I'm sure everyone at any stage of motherhood struggles with this. So I am just so thankful for you. And thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. All right, friend, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Life Uplifted. Hop over to the show notes for products and resources mentioned in this episode. Please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and share this episode with anyone in your life who would benefit from this information. If you'd like to connect over on Instagram, you can find me at Total Body Nourishment. Until next time, friend, cheers to living a life uplifted. Uplifted.